Hello. Hello. I'm Larry Bird, leader of this community and immediate neighbor to your west. My wife, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Our eldest, Reggie Jackson. That's fun. That's another fun name. Is that your little boy? Our youngest, Dick Butkus. Welcome to episode 89. 89. Mike Volpe's in the studio. I'm back. Brian Lipsitz is over the Skype. Woot woot. Woot woot. <laughs> Before we get into uh, the stuff we're going to do today, some quick releases for June 26th out on Blu-ray, 21 Jump Street. Ooh. <laughs> did you see that? I did end up seeing it. And? Mediocre. Yeah. Nothing yeah. special. Uh, the yeah. Artist, which I suppose is a big deal because it won picture of the year mm. but we all know how the academy is respected on this show yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the academy please wrath of the titans mm. that might be a netflixer might be i would watch it clash yeah, was the first one clash was okay yeah yeah mirror mirror on blu-ray already <laughs> that was fast oh, talk yeah, about a quick, quick turnaround right yeah not like it'll sell any copies, but no, because <laughs> it did so well in the theater. Like, Let's not ever do Mirror Mirror Two. <laughs> and this one is actually kind of cool. Mm. Uh, Christopher Nolan Director's Collection. Oh, it features Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Inception, Memento, and Insomnia. That's oh. quite a box set. Wow, that is pretty awesome. And I don't think it's crazy money either. I think it's like thirty-five bucks. No, yeah, Re- for Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh. I know that's Are they hurting insane. that bad for sales? I don't think they're hurting. I think I, I think it'll laughs. be a limited. Mean, it's not a slap. I'm just right. saying, like, are sales that low because of iTunes? Because of Netflix? I don't know. I, have to- I think they're just dropping in general because the the kind of like DVDs. After a while, the format just becomes so uh, universal yeah. that they're dropping the prices. Because yeah. even the new releases now are pretty much twenty bucks when they used to be a lot higher than well, it's that. It's about so. time. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, this is not something that's going to be sticking around forever. So yeah. you get it while you yeah. can, if you can, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they're going to keep reissuing the Nolan director's collection. Yeah. Plus it'll change. Right. True. Cause they got to add the next Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. Video games, the amazing Spider-Man before. Ooh. Yeah. I was reading the up movie on this. comes out. The, the game comes out. Yep. It looks good. I hope, yeah. it, I hope it's actually, uh, it looks good. If it's anything, I still think the best movie tie-in spider-man game or even spider-man game in general was probably uh spider-man 2 2, where you could go on the streets yep and they referenced that a lot when they said they were made when they made this game they wanted to do that again make it you know that game was amazing even just swinging around the city i could have just done that i said this one's gonna have random robberies and car chases you have to stop which sometimes is fun grand theft auto with a spider-man spider-man yeah (laughs) even in two though that did get monotonous like the little side missions here and there and it does. You have to be very careful about 
the variety of stuff you put in and how urgent it is or mm. can you go back to it and you don't want it to be repetitive ever right yeah that's i think the trick from what i've read they they were referencing that it's just gonna be random things they're yeah. not side missions they're just random acts that you can stop it was like that in two actually as well oh it was yeah you just yeah. swing by and like a little icon would pop up and if yeah. you went by it was no penalty to you yeah so but that's cool. uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. And uh, for Skyrim players, mm. Dawn Guard, the expansion for Skyrim, it's coming out on the 26th for Xbox 360 only. The PC yep. and the PS3 release will be afterward. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There are exclusives here and there to different yeah. things. So, uh, yeah, those are all the releases. We do have one quick uh, listener mailbag thing. I'm not even going to play the intro because it's super short. Oh. Uh, G1 wrote in real quick just to say it's been a while since I wrote in. Not much to say except that I'm psyched for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And thanks for putting on a good show. Oh, sweet. So, all right. I think he was feeling guilty because we were <laughs> complaining about not getting yeah. any listener feedback lately. Mm. So somebody stepped up. Thank you, G1. We appreciate even just the quick words. Uh, okay. We're taking the show a little different today. We're not going to go through our normal format as going through geek outs and freak outs and all that stuff. We'll do that stuff afterwards if we have time. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, we have a lot of stuff to cover uh, with the fall TV preview. The five major networks have released their trailers for all the upcoming shows that they have mm-hmm. for the upcoming fall. And we took a look at all of those. If you do want to see them or any of the ones we're talking about, there are five separate posts up on the geekgeneration.com. Again, one for each network. And it has video previews for every single one of those shows that they are talking about. So uh, let's go network by network. ABC first. 666 Park Avenue. For people who have not watched the preview, it looks like there is a young couple that gets an apartment in a high rise in what it's New York, I think. Mm -hmm. And Lost's Terry O'Quinn is probably the biggest name in the show. And he plays essentially the devil. So this place, even though it says it's 999 Park Avenue, mm-hmm. like a, there's like a weird shadow cast yeah. on it that makes it look like 666. Yeah. And uh, this is like Satan's well, lair or just something. the devil trying to trick you. Yeah. I, <laughs> Watch I, out, kids. I don't even get the full premise of the show, yeah. aside from yeah. the fact that it's like a horror thing where, I, in my mind, I watched it. I was like, is this Hotel California? <laughs> like, they go in and they can't leave yeah. type idea. So I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. What do you guys feel about it? Uh, I just thought it looked kind of cheesy. It was like, ooh, yeah. 666 Park Avenue. I'm yeah. like, really? <laughs> really? Uh, and just, you know, ooh, they're going to a place where, ooh, the, you know, supernatural things happen in the building and, you know, they, they can't get out. And I'm just like, all right, this looks stupid. I, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> find anything. One season. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that's the majority of them. It's just, yeah, one season. The problem is I think most of them get canceled if they go with too much of a procedural. Like, it's mm. easy to write that in the beginning. But yeah. you have to establish some sort of a mythology early on if you're going to keep people interested. So I don't know. I, I don't know what they're trying, like what the the message of the show is. So it's yeah. hard to really mm-hmm. figure out. And on a side note, whoever they get for the ABC voiceover trailers is like the corniest <laughs> voiceover guy ever. Like it's it's that tongue in cheek, almost comedic voiceover. But he, yeah. they're taking it seriously, and it just doesn't come across I, well. I, I like in the description at one point, they're like, sexy, seductive. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I was like, really? <laughs> I hate the write-ups for him. Brian's like, there's nothing sexy and seductive <laughs> about this. Yeah. The write-ups for the shows themselves are absolutely abysmal. They are. It's like, ugh. Uh, let's see. Next one here is Last Resort. Quick summary. A U.S. Navy sub gets an order to destroy all of Pakistan. 
but they disobey. Now they're hunted by their own country, and they take refuge on an exotic island to try and figure out what's going on. <laughs> Is this a prequel to Lost? No, because <laughs> I'm only like halfway through season two, so I don't right. know. But I'm just like, <laughs> right? Uh, I, yeah, this sounds like it would be a movie. It, it the trailer does show. kind of come across as a movie, except like if they were on the sub the whole time, mm-hmm. I, there's no way I'd ever watch this. Yeah, because when you're that limited yeah. to scenery like that. It's crazy unless they were smart enough to do something lost like where they do flashbacks and jump rounds because you have to have more than just the sub. It's so claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. But if they're like setting up a base and they're going to be looking for they're looking for the reason why this order came in. Why, mm-hmm. Like there is something interesting about it. Yeah. So I, I'll watch the first episode and kind of judge from there. But it's it's not like super enticing to me, but it's not yeah. a complete turnoff either. Yeah, the premise is, uh, eh, but I mean, like, I guess if it was on, maybe I'd watch it, but I'm not, like, going to, you know, put it aside as something I'm going to check out. Like, depending on, you know, if I'm around, I'd watch it, but. As a whole, I have to say ABC's lineup is pretty weak. It's fucking terrible, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the majority of this stuff is not good. I mean, as a whole, there's not a ton of great stuff, but ABC in particular, and they have the largest offering, it looks like. Mm -hmm. It's all garbage for the most part. Uh, Like Mistresses. (laughs) (laughs) Starring Alyssa Milano, it just looks like a trashy show about people cheating on their spouses. Probably Pretty much. (laughs) There's not much else to say about it. I just like, again, the description. It's like, welcome to a provocative and thrilling show about the scandalous lives of a sexy and sassy group of four girlfriends, each on their own path of self-discovery. It's like what? <laughs> it just sounds like a trashy romance novel. That this a bunch wrote. of cheating bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Uh, I just uh, they call it like a salacious show. I'm just like, what? This is like, why would anyone? Uh, I don't know. It just sounds terrible. And these the, are the, the trailer that, looks bad. This is the, these are the reasons that like kids want to have drama in their lives mm, is yeah. they watch horrible trashy shows like this and like, oh, this is what life is supposed to be about yeah. and exciting. <laughs> So I'm just going to start cheating on everybody with everybody. I want to be like them. Uh, Nashville, an older country singer on the tail end of her career, is asked to open for (laughs) a young up-and-comer who apparently is scheming to steal the spotlight. Now, I have a flaw in this premise already. If uh, the older singer is opening up for the younger, doesn't she already have the spotlight? Not enough. In a way. Uh, like I think it's supposed to be something really competitive where she's trying to knock her out for good mm-hmm. or I don't know, just very stupid. And I yeah. hate country music, so the return of Hayden Panettiere to television. Yay. Yeah, no. <laughs> she could have chosen something better. I'm sure. Yeah, this <laughs> is not gonna. Ugh. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Maybe this won't take as long as I thought. Yeah, I'm trying to find the list on my phone of all of them so I can follow along. Oh, okay. I can't find it. Red yeah, Widow. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Red Widow doesn't look as bad as some of the others. Uh, a woman's husband is killed. Mm. His three business partners were tied in with the mob. Now she wants answers, revenge, and to protect her family. So I guess I she grew this up and could be okay. She grew up in somewhat of a mob yeah. household, and now it's like infiltrating her life again. She's trying to get rid of it. Mm. The only thing that's weird about it is I don't know. It just comes across as the typical feminist like. Yeah, not only that, but how relative are, are mob shows anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I, it just doesn't seem like something that's all that appealing anymore. No, it, it's like there's the still a mob. crowd out there. I mean, the height of it was around The Sopranos and right. stuff. Yeah. So maybe they're now that the mob thing is kind of falling away from television, they're looking to scoop up some of those 
people yeah, who maybe, maybe bring it back. Yeah, who like maybe there's didn't a cycle find of something. vampires and zombie that sure. whole cycle. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's not a lot of that going on. No, I was shocked as well. There's yeah. not a lot of the level of supernatural shows is kind of on a decline. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of shocking. And actually, sitcoms are starting to slowly come back up again. Mm. I don't know if things like Two Broke Girls and mm-hmm. uh, Whitney, maybe <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Whitney. It's just so bad. It's terrible. I was out so fast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Red Widow. I don't know. I'm not really eh. intrigued. Yeah, mm. it's all right. It seems like more of a girl power type thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even it, though it's a little more serious. Like say, it than could that, do but... well if it captures that mob audience. Yeah. But Zero hour. When you're on a major network like that. You can't live up to what The Sopranos did because right. that was because I, I watched some of the edited episodes of The Sopranos. Oh, and they're probably terrible. I was like, eh, that wasn't. Yeah, they take all the good I stuff. Out. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. yeah thanks, something Brian. mob related. Yeah, absolutely should yeah. be on. And yeah. I don't know when Showtime and HBO and all of them kind of release. I don't know their stuff. It just it, that seems like a, just an ongoing thing. Yeah, like it just happens when it happens. Yeah, like, and they're, uh, most of their stuff, you know, debuts in like January. Like they they yeah, they do right. whole different schedule kind of thing very true next list uh next show here sorry on the list is zero hour a paranormal debunker's wife is abducted by terrorists when she buys an <laughs> antique clock it contains a map which leads to something that could be cataclysmic but there are 11 other clocks containing the remaining map pieces that they're also searching for which i assume is going to be the prolonging of the show because right. they have 12 clocks to find. They're like, we can get 12, 12 seasons out of this. Yeah. <laughs> the premise is, is kind of interesting. Mm. It is a very like Da Vinci Code type yeah. setup. My only issue is 12 clocks. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Unless they're finding like three a season. And even still, it's, yeah. it seems like it's a lot to drag it out. It is. There's no way they're finding all 12 before this gets canceled, I don't think. I also just kind of find it like, laughable to see that his wife was abducted from an antique clock shop. I'm sorry. It wasn't from the shop, I don't think. She had bought it and brought it home. Oh. So she she bought it at the, the place and then probably mm-hmm. got the list of people who made purchases and that whole thing. But she's... It I said she was abducted by terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the second show now that's... <laughs> What terrorist involved? Yeah. yeah, there's a big lot of terrorist stuff stuff involved. I don't know. It's weird. People yeah. like to live in fear. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Bring uh, fear back. So, well, yeah. for how long were there movies made where planes were hijacked? It's true. And now we well we've stopped that. <laughs> That's true. Zero Hour does look pretty much like Da Vinci Code the series. So if people <laughs> are into that, and there is kind of like a whole religious thing going on mm-hmm. with a secret society and all that stuff. Could be good. Could How, be bad. Uh, this is the longest TV title I've ever heard. Oh. How to live with your parents for the rest of your life. <laughs> Even though most of the time they just refer to it as how to live with your parents. A huh. uh, single divorced mom moves back in with her parents. They are free spirits and say crazy stuff. The, uh, <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> I know, right? The most promising thing about this show is two of the people that are in it. Sarah Chalk from Scrubs. Yep. Mm. Who played Elliot the is blonde. the yep is the single yeah. mom that they're referring to. She was on a holding deal with ABC for a long time. Oh, I remember talking about right. that. Right. Yeah. So there, this was that series that they've been holding on to her, or yeah. or maybe the holding <laughs> deal was running out, and yeah. they said we got to put her in something. So yeah, this is it. Plus, speaking of everybody loves Raymond, Brad, <laughs> Brad Garrett plays her uh, stepdad. I think. Oh really? Yeah. 
So I, the cast is promising. Mm. It just, I don't know if it's just these trailers that look horrible. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. They just look They've so They've lost their ability cheesy. to put together a good trailer. Maybe, because the show could be good based on what's going on in it. Yeah. But the trailer is terrible. So I don't know. This is one I'll watch and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I might give it like uh, an episode right. to me. Based on That's the cast it. alone, I have some small sediments yeah. of faith. Mm. Yeah, uh, Malibu Country. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah, another sitcom with Reba McIntyre, where she plays a character named Reba. <laughs> oh my god that's a far stretch i know right is she that senile that she can't play any other character Maybe. Name? For, for those who are waiting for the return of reba you've been you know, I know, right? answered honestly her voice is so fucking annoying i don't even care <laughs> yeah, like hearing is. her do the voiceover in the trailer was mm. more than enough for me i'm out <laughs> so obnoxious do we even need to talk about this no I'll skip okay. it <laughs> this reba. one's this one's weird as hell the neighbor's I saw this is yeah this is bizarre. A family moves into a suburban town of aliens who look like humans mm. and have taken names of celebrities like Larry Bird and Jackie Joyner Kersey. So clearly there <laughs> they saw like eighties television. Right. And Dick Butkus. Yeah, and Dick <laughs> Butkus is their kid, which is funny on a certain level. It is. But there's something super cheesy about the show. Yeah. I mean the, the the comments on some of the videos and the commentary online is some people are like, well, what the hell is this garbage? And then there's a whole other group that was saying, you know what? At least they're taking risks and doing like crazy premises. Because yeah. if you think about some of the shows we used to watch, like Dinosaurs. Oh, my <laughs> God. Was that not the greatest show? An amazing <laughs> show. But if you saw that trailer, wouldn't yeah. you be like, what this the hell crap. is this stupid yeah. garbage? Yeah. That was a great show. It was wow. a great show. But it had a ridiculous premise, like mm, Out of yeah. This World. Yeah. Or any of those shows with like really, really strange mm -hmm. small wonder. True. Like who's going to green light any of that stuff? <laughs> but maybe it's just crazy enough to work. Yeah. So I don't know. The I still think the trailer, again, did not come across well. No. I think it's just it ABC's really... trailer ability yeah. is horrible. The trailer department. It's yeah. Terrible. But who knows? This could be some weird, quirky breakout yeah. thing. And I think kids would get into this. Oh, yeah. Like, they're trying to mix that dual market again. Mm. Yeah. Last one for ABC, The Family Tools. <laughs> again, best thing about it is the cast, because J.K. Simmons uh, plays a character who has a heart attack and reluctantly hands over the keys of his beloved handyman business to his incompetent son. The uh, obnoxious okay. part in this, though, is that his aunt, the, the guy who the keys are being handed over to, his aunt is played by Leah Remini, who I find particularly annoying. Who's that? Uh, she was uh. the wife in King of Queens. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh. She was also, at one point, on Saved by the Bell. She was. She was. As, like, Zach's girlfriend yeah. when they went to the summer season yes. or something. Oh, the, the, the beach. Yeah. The beach, house. beach yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow, that was her. It Holy was. Crap. <laughs> I'm, I could see it. Yeah. That's great. It's pretty crazy. She was good then, not so much now. But she's kind of obnoxious and comes across <laughs> really, is. really aggressive. Yeah. So, I don't know. She's a Scientologist. No, never mind. <laughs> if anything, though, this one actually looks fairly funny compared to yeah. everything else we've looked at. I still don't think it's going to hang around, but I think it looks funnier than the, a lot of the other ones that ABC is offering, at least. Yeah. And that's uh, ABC's crap fest right there. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Even though, like, they definitely went for quantity yeah. over quality unlike some of these other ones <laughs> yeah. nbc still has actually you know what nbc might have even more 
looking at this now. Fuck NBC. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I know the fact that any of these are on and awake is canceled and community is being screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) But they do have some things that look good. I can't fault them for that. Uh, First one on the list is a show called Go On. Matthew Perry is back again. Okay. His 800th try on <laughs> sick. Like one of these times. Yeah. Uh, he plays a sportscaster named Ryan King who has the gift of gab. When his wife dies in a car accident, his boss sends him to a therapy group to deal with the tragedy. Within one day, he hijacks the meeting and suddenly the downtrodden are playing a game of who's got the best sob story to the point where he actually sets up a March Madness tournament bracket. Cancel this now. And they all, but this, <laughs> I thought this part was funny. Oh. They're all standing up there. He's like, you guys have 30 seconds to give me your sob story. We're going to decide who wins and moves on in the tournament. Like, and they did it. They called it March Sadness yeah, instead yeah. of March Madness. I no, thought it was, no. I thought it was but fairly again, decent. But again, how do you, this is, we're talking about a, a TV show that has to go, what, 12 to 20 yeah. episodes and then another season. Half the time with these shows, the initial premise is just to get it out of the gate and through season one. Mm. And then it just evolves and develops on whichever course it goes down. It might have nothing to do with his wife dying. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's three. just the logic behind it. it. makes no sense. Like, oh, his wife yeah. died. Now he's having a great time in therapy and making jokes. And I'm like, what? But he's <laughs> not. That's the whole thing. Is like it, they show him all super depressed yeah, on man. the couch. And he puts on a, a brave face. Make, and, if they can make it. I mean, who wants to watch a show about somebody depressed? Uh, I'd... It's just depressing. But it's the humor part. But if they can make it funny. It's the duality, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. knowing that he's depressed. I mean, look at every comedian. They're, the Most of them do it because they're messed up in some way. Yeah. And True. they want to go out there and they need acceptance and they need the they adulation. They've been made fun of or they've done right. drugs or they're just fat. So even though you're there <laughs> having a great time yeah. and they are in that moment, right. when they leave that show, they're just depressed mm. again. It's so, like when guys put on spandex and get in a ring i know it's who like, does you know, that who does that it's stupid <laughs> what kind of like you know how much do you need people to just cheer for you or bring, know. you know do you really need that attention it's kind of pathetic <laughs> it is pretty it pathetic. Is, yeah, yeah and that's why we don't do it anymore yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna start doing stand-up comedy i think i know <laughs> and i'm gonna come with your recorder and record the whole thing oh yeah i need my uh the hole in my soul filled in like, with adulation this is either rob's greatest moment or his biggest downfall <laughs> we're gonna be here live <laughs> the latter is probably more true no, you'll on, be fine. You honestly, got funny stuff. I don't think I don't think the show's gonna be half bad. I'll I'll give it a shot. I'm not some it's not again, it's not something I'm super looking forward to, but I'll give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. Uh the new normal. A young woman comes home to find her husband cheating on her, so she takes her eight year old daughter and moves to LA randomly, where she decides to resume her dream of becoming a lawyer. To get the money to become a lawyer, she becomes a surrogate mother for two gay men who want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I like smell how we the, all went silent. Uh, honestly, didn't think it looked that horrible. Yeah. Yes, it's a really odd, strange premise, but uh, I think this is kind of a result of the popularity of a show like Modern Family. True. Because it's those, the, the typical sitcom of the standard family is clearly not the norm anymore. It's uh, everyone comes from like broken homes or families with uh two male parents or two yeah. female parents or they have like the the stepmom and the stepdad and there's just so many different like things of what a family is now that I think they're trying to push it in other directions because the standard family is not the majority anymore. Mm. So it's I think it's kind of an interesting way to move with it 
And honestly, out of NBC's offerings, this was one of the better looking ones, I thought. Mm. Not the best, but one of the better ones. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll watch episode one through three, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if it's worth continuing on. Animal practice. Dr. George Coleman is a top New York veterinarian. His, uh, see, I think it's just the fact that they write these, yeah. like, weird, like, this is, we feel like we're in a pitch meeting. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't pitch it to someone and have it ever sound good unless there's something like to get, like, you have to watch the pilot episode. Mm. And so you really like go. house. Well, this is house with animals. Yeah. It, it kind of <laughs> is. Uh, Dr. George Coleman is a top New York veterinarian. His ex has just taken over the animal hospital he resides in and doesn't understand his methods. She's looking to make him pay for the past, but he's determined not to make any changes in his animal kingdom. <laughs> for me, when I was watching it, it came across a lot like kind of like House, kind of like yeah. Scrubs, but just with animals. Because there's definitely the comedy element. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some drama-ish stuff. Uh, but for me, his assistant is a monkey named Dr. Zayas, so I'm sold. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll give it two seasons. little Planet Maybe of the three. Apes reference going yeah. on in the show and... The monkey's hilarious. The monkeys are always funny. Mm-hmm. And just the promo picture they have is him with his hands on his hips and then the monkey sitting on his shoulder. So, yeah. It's yeah. And actually right at the end of the trailer, like it's that yeah. same shot yep. and they high five. Like I'm like, I'm sold. That's <laughs> so, it. That's too cute. Not <laughs> like to watch. He, he tells the monkey to do all these little things like Dr. Zayas do this and he's all over it. <laughs> it's, it's great. I could watch that for a half hour. <laughs> I'm good. Guys with kids. A comedy about three 30-something dads, one single, one working guy, and one stay-at-home dad. The most promising thing about this is it is from executive producer Jimmy Fallon. So, could be funny. There were some funny moments in the trailer. I yeah. don't know if it's something I'd want to tolerate for that long. but Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just over the whole sitcom thing, and I'm getting to the point where it feels forced and set up. Like, mm. I I was walking by the TV the other day. My dad was watching Two Broke Girls. Mm. And I thought it was somewhat funny when I was watching it originally. But now it's just set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. I I can't. eh, I'm not going to. I can't stand shows with laugh tracks. It just. Yeah. The whole laugh track thing is so dead. I think it should be. But like even the set up punchline thing, not every response like the, the blonde chick. Is just yeah. there to set up jokes for Cat yeah. Dennings yeah. to make snarky remarks on. Yeah, you've got to have something more than that. Yeah, but that's all it is. At well, least I mean, I don't know. I maybe say. you don't because I mean the show is super successful with that formula. So I mean, yeah. at, at this point, I don't know. Maybe you don't need more than that, which is sad. But. I guess. I mean, like I know, I know you criticize Big Bang Theory, and you're not a fan of that. No, no, no. Go, I, but I, at least it's not just set a punchline, set a punchline. Yeah. Like there's something yeah. else going on. Yeah. yeah, they can have regular conversations yeah. and not make exactly. every other yeah. line. So, yeah, but the laugh track thing does kill me. I yeah. I can't stand that. There are a few shows I'll put up with it for. <laughs> uh, the next one's called Save Me. Anne Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> Anne Hayes plays a Midwestern housewife who, after a near death experience, is revived to discover she has a direct line to God, and she she thinks of herself as a prophet, and she uh, gets communications from so, God. But at the same, but she's the last person you'd ever think would be a prophet because she's got an attitude and (laughs) i feel like i'm in the 90s again where every cartoon character had an attitude (laughs) to the point where they even said it in sonic the hedgehog's intro to the show (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, so one this network's is... got a devil show, and another network's got a god show, and <laughs> and they will be battling directly. They, will. they, they should be on account. at the exact same. They time. should be. That'd be interesting. Uh huh. That would mean the networks in one way were working together. Yeah. So kind of. In a, <laughs> uh, this doesn't look good at all to me. No, it, looks no, it sounds actually, terrible. This is probably one of the worst ones I yeah. saw. And I'm not an Anne Hage fan. No, me neither. So I hate she's, her. She's mental. <laughs> she, she's completely. They should have put Ellen DeGeneres in it. That would have been fun. <laughs> She's funny. No, I you think agree. so. I think Ellen's hysterical. Oh my god, I can't stand her. Oh. Really? I think oh, I, I think she's pretty funny. Oh, everything she says, oh, I'm so awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was funnier when she was just awkward and you I, accepted I, See, it. the thing is I didn't mind her sitcom. Her sitcom was actually yeah. pretty funny. But her her stand up and her uh her you don't talk like her show, TV show. Oh, I hate it. I did, I've watched I can't a few watch episodes. It. I thought it was all right. Ugh. Yeah. Everything she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this my, for years. And I can't favorite, sit still in my, my chair. My favorite part of all, all those sitcoms is when they pan to the audience and every guy's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and, like, they try to duck behind their wife. I'm <laughs> on the Ellen part. show. Yeah. Like, they, they're either like super like excited or yeah. they're just like, oh, crap. I got to hide. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part. The super excited ones are all gay. They are. So they're Pretty probably sure. not there with a wife. That's yeah. their. Uh, shopping buddy. <laughs> uh, next one is 1600 Pen. The typical family comedy with the twist of the dad also being president of the United States. <sighs> with the return of Bill Pullman as the president of the United States. Yeah, and <laughs> Jenna Elfman's the stepmom who's desperately trying to win over the kids. And so if, if anything, the show start. is going to succeed because of the, those two. So if you liked Bill Pullman as the president of Independence Day, you'll... I did. I was like, okay. That's I was going to say. You'll see him <laughs> regain But again, role. he doesn't come across as a president who should be too serious. So maybe yeah. this is a more suitable president yeah. for him. Yeah. And actually, the the there's a couple of clips. It wasn't like a trailer. I think they were actually smarter about just having some clips from the show. Yeah. And the clips were not bad. Yeah, it was actually... Okay. It wasn't yeah. like terrible. Yeah. The timing of it is good too because we have an election coming up. Right. This is coming out in the fall. Right. Yeah. It's either going to be too much and people are going to go, I can't stand this. I'm not watching a show about a president. Yep. I got to yeah. listen to all this crap and read about it. Or they'll just be like, this is great. And this it'll is work. very topical. <laughs> I think it's just going to depend on how much people can yeah. deal with it, how much saturation there is. Honestly, I think this will make it past one season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're holding you to that right now. Just- Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, you can hold. We, it's on. It's on paper, more or less. They, you know what <laughs> so they you are. Can hold me to they're, it. they're just grooming him for Independence Day too. <laughs> you know they're re-releasing it, right? What in 3D? Yeah, next of course year they are. Next year it's going to be out uh, July Fourth weekend <laughs> in 3D. I would just well, see it in regular. I did for yeah. I don't need 3D. Yeah. I would well, just watch welcome it in to Earth standard. <laughs> welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, next one is called Next Caller. This I didn't even know this was going on with Dane Cook, but uh, Dane Cook plays Cam Dunn, a shock jock who takes calls on his man centric satellite radio show, which oh, is wait. interesting. This sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, where do they get this idea from? It, it's interesting that satellite radio is coming into the mainstream, though. Yeah. That's what I got out of this. Oh, is that yeah, ma- satellite is such a mainstream thing to where they're basing a TV show on it? Well, there's. How many tens of millions of people that subscribe? Right. So that's kind of interesting. A new female co-host has been brought out of public radio and on board to bring a new perspective to the show. Of course, they start bashing heads because they're from two different worlds. It is at first I thought it was like just Howard Stern ish mm. type character, but he's more of a uh, take calls and mm. 
like a response show, ask the DJ type thing instead of him just straight talk. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a season. How much? How, I don't know. What do you, how far can you go with this if it's going to be centered around a, a radio? Although what, what you could other, go for a while. We could. Although Dane Cook does have some sort of weird drawing power. Maybe he so. does. So, he does. He's got a fan base. So I think yeah. if anything, that's it. I mean, the fact that he still has, I don't even know how many millions of Twitter followers and yeah. yeah. So they, they may, that may save the show if, if for, for no other reason. Yeah. Uh, next show is probably the most promising out of this entire fall lineup, I think. Not just for NBC, but out of everything. That's called Revolution. One day, like a switch turned off, all the electricity in the world goes off. Planes fall, hospitals shut down, and communication is impossible. Now, 15 years later, life is, uh, life is back to the way it was before the Industrial Revolution. A young woman's life is dramatically changed when a local militia arrives and kills her father, who mysteriously and unbeknownst to her had something to do with the blackout. This brutal encounter sets her and two unlikely companions off on a daring coming-of-age journey to find answers about the past in the hopes of reclaiming the future. And to make it even more promising, it comes from director John Favreau mm. and the imagination of J.J. Abrams. And the guy that created Supernatural. All I want to say yes. is they better have a goddamn plan. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Well, like like Kyle Killen said about Awake. Yeah. Networks want those flagpoles I in place I think this now. does sound promising. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree. And the scope of it is amazing. Because like, now I want to know who shut off the – like why? Was right. it like this yeah. whole worldwide government thing that's like, all right, things have gone – things are just too out of control. We have to reset. Yeah. Hey, there's a reset button. Yeah. <laughs> reset. <laughs> yeah. And it's a super interesting – premise in that it's a real danger that like we're, we're NBC, always concerned huh? yeah we're always concerned as a society about like yeah. fuel and power yeah. and so much of our life is run by these things what if the electricity all did yeah. go off yeah. like all the cars were stopping on the highways planes did fall out of the sky it's insane oh, so something actually goes out and like kills the electricity like some kind of pulse just yes. destroys it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you just meant like the power grids all no, shut down. No, the trailer starts off with a guy on the cell phone calling someone else and saying, it's all going to turn off. And he's like, what do you mean it's all going to turn off? And he's like, it's all going to turn off, do this or whatever. And then you see his the cell phone start to flicker. Yeah. And then like as a, wa- a wave, not like an actual thing you yeah. can see, but everything just starts shutting down. Yeah. The phones go off. The city lights go off. Cars shut down. Anything that has any electrical power, batteries are yeah. done all gone but right before the power goes off he has like a usb stick that he downloads something onto and then later on at the end of the trailer Mm. they show that same device that he plugs the usb into is near a computer and it turns the computer on to Mm. send a message and you're like whoa so there's something yeah crazy there's some sort of like major conspiracy ish type thing going on yeah and it, I think it looks awesome. It but the scope of it, it's really epic. Like they show, uh, they show him walk by Wrigley Field. Yeah. And it's all covered with moss and everything. Yeah. And, and there's vegetation growing up everywhere. So just the set pieces and the environment, it's really, really cool. Mm. So out of every single show on the entire what lineup. What are they given a time slot? Uh, I don't know actually. I haven't said the, the time slot actually is there. I just didn't write down oh, don't worry about all it. of them. I can bring it up. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> but uh don't strain yourself <laughs> brian did you watch the trailer yeah i thought i agree i thought it was very well done uh my only worry is it's kind of like uh terra nova last year where they put a lot a lot into the budget and if it doesn't work then they're not going to want to renew it because of the high budget so sure well yeah it, only, it has to succeed pretty that's, but quick. yeah that's the only bad thing i see going for it so. yeah 
Actually, I didn't even write down the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we'll we'll fight, figure it out later. <laughs> people can people yeah. can look online. I'm sure it's not too hard to come across. Uh, the next one is Chicago Fire, a drama centered around the firefighters, rescue squad, and paramedics of Chicago Firehouse 51. And it's it's I don't really know how else to frame it. I get the major like interaction of characters in the show is the setup of the uh, the head of the firefighters and the head of the rescue squad. They were like best friends with a third guy mm. and that guy dies on uh, whatever mission they're out on and they kind of blame each other. So they're kind of butting heads. We have to still put it aside and work together. And it's a way if anything, it's nice to see that they're giving some hero credence to firefighters who really do have well they had rescue on for how many seasons true and it was very popular yeah so that now that they're doing something similar like this uh it it looks good it's not something i'm necessarily interested in but i do think there's an audience for this so um just a quick note revolution airs monday nights at 10 that's not bad Mm. yeah maybe maybe a little late but it's not too bad if it does well, they'll give it a better time slot. Yeah. Mondays are good. They yeah. probably want to do their comedies and then save. Yeah. Again, why Why do they put stuff on at 10 o'clock? I don't feel like yeah, 10 o'clock is a super popular time. Like, it should be on at 9. Yeah. Well, they like to do their sitcoms and stuff earlier. So I, I guess. Know. Next one is Do No Harm. The clips in this didn't really exhibit the full extent of the show, I don't feel, because they kept uh, kind of half of it out. Dr. Jason Cole is a highly respected neurosurgeon with a dark secret. Every night at the same hour, an alter ego surfaces named Ian Price, who is seductive, devious, and borderline sociopathic. Jason has been using an experimental sedative to keep Ian away for years, but now his body is building up a tolerance. What will Ian do once he resurfaces after being suppressed for so long? So it's like the Hulk and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, except he's a neurosurgeon. (laughs) Right. Which, again, is kind of different and interesting because yeah how is he gonna mess like <laughs> that's a pretty delicate yeah. thing to to have like an evil personality yeah popping out of if there's an emergency surgery and he's yeah and ian's out of course in all the clips they show there's no ian present yeah. no so who knows I, I think it looks interesting any dr jekyll mr hyde type mm. thing is fascinating to me but i don't know i guess it depends there's a lot of things that could go wrong we'll see <laughs> last one for NBC is a show called Infamous. We uh, could talk about it, but I don't think it's going to last that long. <laughs> so, there's also Hannibal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Hannibal, I didn't bring up uh, mainly because there was no footage unless you yeah. found something that I didn't. No, I didn't know. There's no footage yet. Yeah. But... They are doing a Hannibal series mm-hmm. based on the whole, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hannibal Lambs, Hannibal right. Lecter. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't even know what that's about necessarily. I kind of breezed by it. There's nothing to watch. I was like, reading? Just reading? Are you kidding? Skip. On to CBS. First show here is Elementary, which is a modern-day Sherlock Holmes tale in Manhattan, starring Johnny Lee Miller with Lucy Liu as Dr. Joan Watson. Ooh, so Lucy they're making Liu. making Watson a female on this one. My My biggest concern with this, even though the show looks decent, is that will it work when the BBC already yeah. has the critically acclaimed Sherlock going on that people is, love. Yeah, this is obviously their way of being, we're going to Americanize, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. And it does look good. Like, I no, like, it does. I like it does. Johnny Lee Miller. I think yeah. it's interesting to make 
a female Watson because that brings obviously new dynamics in. Uh, And the clip, like he comes across as a very believable, very good Holmes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't watch Sherlock yet, even though I'm considering starting up on it because, yeah, people say it's fantastic. Actually, Sherlock and Fringe are the two series I want to get caught up on because I've heard nothing but good things about them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very curious and maybe it'll make Sherlock more interesting to have something similar. I don't know. Or the audience is just going to be split or most Americans might not even be that tuned in with the BBC. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's as far reaching as some of us might think it is. Mm -hmm. Vegas, Dennis Quaid and Michael Chiklis are on opposite sides of the law in a drama inspired by the true life story of former Las Vegas Sheriff Ralph Lamb. A fourth-generation rancher tasked with bringing order to Vegas in the 1960s. So Vegas is just starting to rise up mm. out of nothing and becoming right. a thing in a gambling casinos. And uh, Michael Chiklis is like, yeah, is like the big, the runner of all mm-hmm. of it, and the kind of the shady guy. And Dennis Quaid is like a cowboyish yep. type old western enforcer and. I think there's definitely a crowd for this, too. I think we know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, well, (laughs) I think the cops are going to (laughs) lose. It's the journey. It's the journey. Yeah. But I think this will definitely appeal to, like, the Sopranos-type crowd. Because this is a period piece, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think when you look at mobsters, you want to look at, like, the the heyday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that makes it much more interesting. And Dennis Quaid's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Except except in G.I. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. Made in Jersey, a drama about a working class Jersey girl coming to a prestigious New York law firm. No. Yay. <laughs> Skip it. It's not as corny as uh, you would think from like Jersey, uh, Jersey Shore or anything like that. Yeah. I think um, Jersey's just got a bad name right now and we should just stick to <laughs> other locations in the country. Yeah. It's, it, this is obviously coming out due to the popularity of yeah. Jersey Shore. Yeah. And it's sad to say popularity of Jersey Shore that kills me. They just watch their trash TV. (laughs) We're getting so old. I was talking to a kid the other day who just got like a tribal tattoo on his shoulder. And he's way too young for that. Yeah. (laughs) Like like 13, 13 or 14. Why did he get it? Because he's in a tribe? No. Isn't that why all of them have tribal tattoos? I asked him. He was like, Pauly D has them and they look cool. Pauly D's Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. That's when to to pattern your life after. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, don't pattern your life after Jersey Shore people, for one. And two, I thought tribals (laughs) went out in the 90s. secondary (laughs) reason as to why you got that. (laughs) Yeah. Tribals got played out real quick. Turns out my great, 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 great grandfather was uh, was Indian. He was on a tribe. (laughs) This is where they have a logo. (laughs) So that's kind of crazy. Uh, last show from NBC is called Partners. It is a comedy based on the lives of creators David Cohen and Max Munchnik about two lifelong best friends and business partners. One is straight and engaged to be married. The other is gay. And that's not a gimmick. That's based on their actual lives. Mm-hmm. And it's no coincidence that this is the same writing pair behind Will and Grace. And uh, it's got Brandon Routh of Superman Returns fame in it. Yes. Like- and it also has Sophia Bush of One oh, Tree yes. Hill yep. fame, which is yep. my major driving factor to watching it because <laughs> she's on the wall, the wall of the wall of fame. Fame. <laughs> I love Sophia Bush, but I don't know. This show could be good if it's. Yeah, it looks okay. If it's up, I mean, Will and Grace was a fantastic show. Yeah. So if it's anything along those lines, it might be kind of funny. I don't think I like TV anymore. 
<laughs> I really don't. I'm just like, wow. Even if I hadn't canceled my TV service. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just. It's not promising. I think I just got other things I want to do. I, I'm at that point where I'm just like, eh, I don't really need to watch TV. Yeah. I get that. Mm. I like it. Well, I don't. See, that's the thing. I don't channel surf. Mm. It has to be really good for me to go out and get it. Yeah. And there's stuff that's definitely worth watching. It's just a matter of weeding through all the garbage to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Fox. A- AKA every, every one of these shows will be canceled. <laughs> on Fox, yeah, because yeah. Fox just cancels <laughs> everything. Pretty so, much any of these shows don't get attached because they'll be canceled. Like, oh. hey, did you guys watch it? No, we missed it. Cancel it. Cancel yeah, it. Pretty much. Sorry, I missed a week. Oh, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's called Ben and Kate, an ensemble comedy where a follow-the-rules woman who got pregnant and missed her 20s has her life shifted when her spontaneous brother moves back home to help raise her daughter. Canceled. <laughs> <laughs> the the initial reports from like people watching it online are mm. liking it, but I don't know. It's going to get canceled because everything gets canceled. And there are no names in it, which sometimes is yeah. the axe. Like sometimes you need one name just to grab onto. The Mindy Project is something about a girl who works in a doctor's office and likes romantic comedies and wants to find a guy and I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Crap. Canceled. I the the ru- main writer I think is the person starring in it. And if yeah, did you guys from, watch the trailer? From, she's from The Office, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's obnoxious. <laughs> even even in this trailer I was annoyed by her. So So imagine watching 30 minutes of her. Yeah. <laughs> it feels very sex in the city to me. Yeah. 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 No thanks. Uh, the mob doctor. The, I don't, can you figure out the premise for this one? No. <laughs> no. Can you explain it? The mob doctor. See <laughs> mm, a veterinarian. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's a drama about a doctor who has to juggle her professional career with her lifelong debt as a doctor to Chicago's Southside mob. Yeah. I can see how this would again be interesting. And another mafia related yeah. one, like number three. Tied yeah. into the mob somehow. One from each network. <laughs> go figure. I don't know. Might be good. I'm yeah, not uh, really Here's what interested. I think Fox should do. They should go back to like the 90s where they had a lot of good shows. Yeah. And they yeah. should go, we're going to get the original writers and directors back and the original cast. And we're going to just make the show again. We're going to continue <laughs> it on from like this point just to see what happens. Where have these characters like, been all this if time? If they bring back Married the Children. It'd yep. probably be better than anything else on TV. <laughs> as long as they start with Firefly, then I'm I'm with that. Just bring them all back. Yeah, but they have to change the theme song. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> uh, next show is called The Following. The FBI estimates that there are currently this one's actually interesting. You might like this one, Mike. Okay. The FBI estimates that there are currently over 300 active serial killers in the United States. What would happen if these killers had a way of communicating and connecting with each other? What if they were able to work together and form alliances across the country? What if one brilliant psychotic serial killer was able to bring them all together and activate a following? Kevin it's Bacon. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> it's the Facebook of serial killers. Yeah. Face stab. There we go. Kevin Bacon plays the man who previously took down serial killer Joe Carroll, who murdered 14 female students on the uh, on the Virginia College campus <laughs> where he taught literature. <laughs> was I? There's, yeah, you were. I may have. That <laughs> might have been was. true. It was coming out. You're like, Virginia? <laughs> You're very true. That, uh, that could be where yeah, mine good. was going. 
<laughs> which would probably have been a funnier sentence. Wait, let me let me look at this. Uh, who murdered fourteen female students on the Virginia? Now I get now my mind went to Virginia on the Vagina College campus. <laughs> now that's a college to go. That's to. a show. That's a show. We need Vagina College campus. One Vagina Hill. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Kevin Bacon is kind of it's that idea of one guy has studied a serial killer so much that he knows him best. Yeah. And they bring him back in when he kind of resurfaces, escapes from prison, and kind of he he has this following of serial yeah. killers. Could be interesting. Yeah. So in comic book related hilarity, um, it's got both Kevin Bacon who played Sebastian oh, Shaw right? in first class, yeah, and it's got um Sean Ashmore who played Iceman in the X Men movies. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I always have to double check and see which Ashmore it is. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't even think most people realize that there's twin two different brothers. No, I didn't know that. Sean really? and Aaron Ashmore. Yeah. Oh. There's Sean who played Iceman and is in this. And then there's Aaron who was on Warehouse 13 and Smallville, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. The other thing about this show, it is, it is uh, created by executive producer uh, Kevin Williamson, who is behind Dawson's Creek and all the Scream movies and mm-hmm. Vampire Diaries. So I don't know what that means or says. But yeah. yeah. It doesn't look anything like no, no, some no. of that cheese, but it actually looks kind of cool. Oh, my cool. God. Some of that stuff is cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like a manhunt type show, which yeah. is always kind of cool. Mm. So that could be promising. Uh, yeah. Lastly, from Fox, the Goodwin Games. Now, I'm actually really interested in this one. I thought it looked good. In this, <laughs> probably, it's probably too good for people. In this dramedy, because, you know, they don't use that word anymore. So <laughs> I, I'm bringing it back. In this dramedy, a recently deceased math professor played by Bo Bridges has left his over $20 million estate to one of his three children, but they'll have to earn it by completing a series of tasks that he's put together in an effort to teach them the lessons he failed to while he was alive. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh huh. This will be in my will. It'll be like some <laughs> elaborate map and game. The yep. Volpe games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks, it looks definitely like a drama with a very good serving of comedy in it. Mm. Uh, I think it looks pretty decent, actually. It's going to be one of those shows that you watch and it's going to be funny and a nice journey. And then at the end, you're going to have a little like heartwarming moment yeah. going along with each episode. So I could get into that. That could be good. Last network, the CW. They're still around. <laughs> yeah, in the bottom is the CW. I know. Well, looking at the offerings, like CBS had four shows. Uh, NBC and ABC had a ridiculous amount. Fox had like five. Mm-hmm. CW has three, or <laughs> they had five, but three that they're showing mm-hmm. trailers. And they'll probably to. all get renewed because they need content yeah they just need stuff you can't cancel three out of three shows that you bring on you got to keep something going uh the first one's called emily owens md which is a drama where high school has been superimposed over the backdrop of denver memorial hospital and the most interesting thing brian would be for us at least have you not looked at the um cw no i don't think i watched this one. Oh, there's a, a familiar actor coming out of smallville into this show Oh, really? Oh, yes. The Green Arrow. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sweet. He, he plays like the um, kind of the hunky guy, <laughs> I guess, that the main character wants but can't have because he's into oh, her God. rival from high school. And dude, like totally this hospital. It's got like, <laughs> like it just seems stupid. Uh, yes, it's yeah. CW. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. It does. It feels like high school drama in a medical setting. And they literally walk through in the trail and they're like, 
the uh, the jocks are the surgeons, and uh, <laughs> the 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 mean girls are all the plastics, and it's stupid. Yeah, um, Arrow we've talked about before. Yep. But again, this is probably one of the more promising ones because sadly, yeah, <laughs> and it's the only superhero related thing, which yep. kind of shocks me. Mm, yep. With the popularity of superheroes and powers and all that yeah. stuff, I don't this know. This is it. So I'm kind of shocked by that. Yeah. Lastly, for the CW and for everything, really lastly, Beauty and the Beast, which takes another Smallville star and Kristen Crook, or Crook, or I don't know how the hell Crook, to say that name. Whatever, yeah. Crook, okay. And uh, it remakes that version of the, what, 70s, 80s Beauty and the Beast 80s, series. Yeah, with the candlestick better yeah. freaking be dancing. It's not that one. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> be our right. guest. Yes, be our guest. <laughs> put our no. service to the test. <laughs> she can put my service to the test. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. It is just like the old CBS series. Um, it's the idea of uh, her character is saved by the Beast. Right. Uh, after her mom is killed by some people for some reason that she doesn't know. Ten years later, she becomes a cop. Uh, and then the Beast ends up saving her again. Mm. It turns out that he's been uh, stalking her. I mean, protecting her <laughs> for the last ten years. And they kind of cross paths, even though it's dangerous for both of them to be involved. And he's like a genetically engineered superhuman that when he gets angry... Turns into the Hulk. I mean, gets like gets like uh, <laughs> feral, primal yeah. responses to things, and super strong. Yeah. And hopefully, it will end the same way the CBS series ended when it jumped the shark, and they end up she ends up getting pregnant by the beast. Yeah, right. <laughs> At first, I was like, "This is kind of like Twilight," and yeah, like, but he doesn't have. It, it's kind of not though because he's not like trying to eat her. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> like I'm the beast, dude." It's it's kind of not trying to eat her. <laughs> It's again, I have an issue with things like this where they call something the beast and yeah. yet they take like a super hunky guy <laughs> and put like a scar on his face and all yeah. of a sudden he's, yeah, he's a got beast. Like, a couple scars. Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? Come on. If you're going to go with it, go all the way. <laughs> yeah. Have it be like almost a werewolf type Yeah, put two scars on him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be out there. So that's pretty much the... The bulk. Like, NBC, your guy has one scar. Our guy has two. <laughs> That's pretty much the fall TV preview. <laughs> it looks like a whole lot of cancellation and maybe, what, three good things. Yeah, so out of everything we have, uh, I'm going to be watching a few just to give them a shot when they come out. Some I might watch out of sheer morbid curiosity <laughs> to see how bad it is. But the ones I'm going to give an actual chance to, I'll watch Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll watch the Goodwin games. I'll watch Elementary, maybe Partners, because Sophia Bush is on it, uh, and I don't have One Tree Hill around anymore. I'm so sad. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm so glad it's over. I should never have been watching that in the first place. <laughs> Do No Harm, I might watch. Revolution, I'm absolutely watching. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one. The New Normal, maybe. Nothing on ABC. Minor. Uh, Revolution, Arrow, and yeah. probably crap. What was the other one that you mentioned that was? <laughs> I don't remember. You just let me be completely yours. honest. Probably just Revolution. <laughs> and <laughs> when it comes out on Netflix, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a while after it's canceled. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, that if, if if it's good, yeah, I'll probably watch just that one, and that'll yeah. be on Hulu, right? Uh, probably. I would assume. 
yeah. since it's on NBC. Sure, I have to say, J.J. Abrams, damn, that guy's good. I was just thinking, <laughs> I wonder what his next movie is. Like every time, well, it'll probably be Star Trek 2. Star Trek 2. Oh. Every time he comes out with a series, even though like Alcatraz didn't last, mm-hmm. it was still promising looking enough for me to go, wow, that looks, that looks cool. Yeah. yeah. His premises are always really interesting. Yeah. And, uh, a person of interest is still around and doing yeah. really mm-hmm. well. And it's an awesome show. So yeah. Keeping it going. Any final thoughts or something we want to plug here before we get out? Hmm. Mm. No, Brian. Good. Brian. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Xander Harris. You can uh, listen to my movie podcast um, at movienoise.com slash aisle called Isle of the Damned. Um, it's pretty fun if you like movies. Cool. I didn't plug it or play a commercial during the show because I didn't want to interrupt our stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. But please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon if you're making any purchases through Amazon. That does give us a little kickback. It's a way to help out the show. That won't cost you any extra money. People are always coming up to me and saying, Rob, how can we can we just give you money? I'm like, you could give me money. But if you don't want to just give me money, if you want to buy something and then have some of that kickback to us, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon and uh, buy whatever you want to buy that way. And then we get a kickback. That's always nice. Also, please go to thegeekgeneration.com to see any of the movie or movie TV show trailers that we talked about today they're in five separate articles they'll be linked in the show notes here if you want to jump to all of them quickly that way uh, you can go right to the show post and then hop to all those other posts on the site also there is an itunes button on the side please go to itunes please rate the show and write a review can't tell you how much that helps the show out if you have any questions comments insults topics you'd like us to discuss on a future episode you can send those to podcast at the or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail, which we always love, at 508-316-9787. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will be back next week. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Make it so.